This podcast is brought to you by The Business Habitat, a 12-month development program for expert business leaders looking to escape the hamster wheel and grow their businesses to scale. So here's the question. In our expert professional services businesses, where the rules were written last century and the world keeps changing around us, how do we as experts who have spent years, sometimes decades, getting our technical skills to the ultimate level, but proportionally little time learning the ones required to grow our businesses based on our own terms, rewrite these rules for ourselves? I'm Sam Dean, and this podcast, Business Habitat, explores the answers to these questions. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Business Habitat. I'm Sam Dean, your host. I'm super excited to have you here today. I've got Matt Chris with us from the Connect Collaborative, a super interesting business and business model that I really want to drill down in today. Now, the reason Matt is here is because one of the most important elements of your business habitat as you go forward is your network. Now, today we are not talking about networking. And that's, you know, as most of my audience is experts, and I've certainly been in all of these networking groups when you go in and it's a bit of like speed dating or whatever, and we all hate it and we all think we have to do it and all this sort of stuff. So it's time to start really thinking about that. For me, it's super important because I've realized as I've gone through significant changes over the last six or seven years, how important my network is. And by network, I mean people that I deeply trust who have been on my business journey for long periods of time and being able to, even if I haven't spoken to them for a while, link back in and tell them my story. Because, you know, for so long, um, particularly in this business, at the moment, Blueprint HQ, we go to networking events and we build network around a gig, around, you know, what we're doing at the time, which isn't deep enough, you know, when you do want to change. And I'm sorry, but Our businesses will change over time and we change and we go in different things. And one thing I've noticed about myself is I have actually built a beautiful network of not many people, but enough people that I truly trust. And when the shit hits the fan, they're there for me and they can also be my advocates going forward. I first came across Connect Collaborative only just recently, three or four weeks ago, when a guy called Guy Wilson, who's an also a fellow founder, reached out to me and we had similar values. And I thought, I have to have this conversation on the podcast because I think that this is something as we're building our habitats, particularly as experts, we need to really contemplate how to build a network as opposed to networking and what that actually means. So that's why Matt's here today. So welcome, Matt. Thanks, Sam. Thank you for having us on. This is, this is exciting. I'm excited too. Fantastic. Can you just give us a bit of a background of yourself and how we come to be talking to you today about this particular topic? Uh, well, h- how we come to here was, your, I think, your, your recent contribution, relationship, engagement with the Connect Collaborative. I guess that was an interesting topic to have on our podcast to be here but when we, we started the Connect Collaborative because we wanted to better teach deliberately what we do instinctively. It's this idea of being able to surround yourself with the right people. And this was not my background at all. I uh, my, my background, my first incarnation of a career was actually, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but um, was actually in um, uh, uh, martial arts and defensive tactics. And so you couldn't of get course. further. Yeah, as you do, as you do, right? 
Um, to, to cut a long story short, there I was. Um, it took a career path. There was just a couple of us in in the, in the country that could teach a certain skill set, and we were teaching uh, aviation, uh, military, and so forth on um, close quarter combat. And it took me on a plane uh, nearly every day away from a lady I'd met at the time, my girlfriend, who's now my wife. And you didn't need to be a rocket scientist to figure out, nor have a crystal ball, that um, you need to spend time together <laughs> in order for the relationship to blossom. Oh, you do, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I was stuck. Like, I think that's that's about as stuck as you can get. There was only a very, very small sector that required those types of skills and what do you do? Anyway, cut a long story short, I spent three years meeting and connecting with business owners. I would hit the yellow pages on a Saturday morning, make nothing but phone calls in order to convince them that meeting me for breakfast early morning before the airport or late at night when I get home to meet with me and uh, just to, I want to learn more about business and um, uh, I want to understand more about what they're trying to achieve. And if I'm doing enough of this, I might be able to help them some way, somewhere, somehow. And uh, spent three years doing that and learned a lot and uh, there's been a few incarnations of of how we how we tried to document that skill set and where we've ended up now with connect collaborative still at its heart is about actually deliberately building that strategic advocating network it's a game changer it's an absolute game changer and that that's that's kind of ended up here with guy wilson who you mentioned before as a business partner who's entrepreneurial as they come. I, I wish I hadn't used that term entrepreneurial before. I used it way too flippantly. And then then you meet someone like Guy and they go, that actually, there we go. Here's, here's a real one. And um, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And he comes from an IT background. So it's not like any of you have come from a communication background or a connection background. And, you know, and I come from traditionally an accounting background, but I like to think, I think everyone... Um, all three of us have come from more of a curiosity background because I'd like to drill down on what was your driver on those, you know, okay, I just got to go and meet a whole lot of people when you actually come from a martial arts, which is a an expertise in itself. Yeah. So you would have spent yeah. most of your days getting really honed at that expertise and it wouldn't have taught you, oh, I've got to go and find out about other people so I can connect to them so they will understand me. So. Well, this this is really cool. We were we had one of the because uh, along the, the the those courses we also ran classes for the public as well. And one of those classes for a public was a gentleman we got to really know well. He would hang back after class and we'd have a couple of drinks. And I was very early twenties at this stage, and I got to know him well. Turns out he's uh, starting. Um, he and another gentleman are starting a new airline. <laughs> and I didn't know this, and they were he, he was uh, the, the first HR director, um, the CEO and the founder of, of, a, of a new airline uh, coming to, to Australia, um, set up in Brisbane. And uh, not long after that, that starting of that, the events of 9-11 happened. And so they wanted to be very proactive. And what ended up happening was because I didn't own the business, I was um, involved in the business, I was able to put that business and that airline together. And together we created a particular course that was the beginnings of what ended up being a, a defensive uh, tactics type organization. And it was because of that relationship and in hindsight, and it was actually Guy who, who helped me clarify what actually happened in there. It was it was this relationship that had been developed. We, we had a shared experience. We had 
shared trauma in some ways uh, and it developed a lot of trust within that. So when that moment arrived, we knew exactly what to do and we're able to put two parties together, which, and that still is going today. It's, it's, it's doing all sorts of wonderful things, that whole program. But um, it was that relationship that allowed that to happen. And like, what if, what if we could do more of that? Personally, I'm a, I'm a, uh, the thing that gets me up every single morning, the very first thought that gets into my head is that we all do better together. And I, I don't mean in that tree-hugging, hippie, save-the-whale sense. That's important. That's, that's important. But I, I mean commercially, right, as well. And I think things are unnecessarily hard. For, um, business is hard enough as it is. And we've been, give, we've been trained, educated, and seen examples of just sticking to your lane and sticking, you know, being in a silo. You care about others, but not to the point where you'll take action. Yet when you look at people, uh, we know how to help. Like when, if a kid falls over in the shopping center, you'd know how to help. You don't just walk past them and go, not my, I care, but not my problem. You actually take action, right? When Brisbane, where, where, where I'm from, when Brisbane flooded back in uh, 2011, I think it was, when Brisbane flooded, people knew how to help. We all know how to help people when they're down, but if we can apply that same proactivity, that same action, when things are good, right, we all do better together. And that, that's the thing that drives me is finding ways to help people actually to connect and collaborate, which is where the Connect Collaborative has come from. That is so important because you're exactly right. When people are in crisis, you, you usually know how to do. And I think that's another reason why we get into our silos because while most people do care about others and there is that, particularly as experts, we are not taught how to jump out of those silos and start actually how do I actually approach this problem because you know, Matt's a successful person. He might not want my help or need it. Whereas it's like that whole, how can I help you is not something that we easily do when people look mm. for all intentionally, like they're very successful because on, you know, societal terms, they might actually be successful. And I think that's one of the big key things as experts that we miss out on because yeah. most people, when they come into us, do put the success success on and particularly from working with business owners myself you'll quite often have people who look successful who need help and once you ask that question everything comes down but we're not trained how to do that and how to hold space for that either um, and you called it proactivity we know statistically that most business owners 25 percent of them are aren't trading solvency mm. you know there's a whole lot of stats out there so we know that most people that we meet are in some kind of trouble mm. we also know the mental health issues we also know all these stats so you can't so it's like but then yeah. how do we help because we're then we're not trained to say it's okay i'm struggling too yes i can help you you can help me and i think that's one of the big things that i learned as an expert that gave power people say how do you get people to come in and how do you get even to be crude the money that you you get because i hold space and i give people conversation i'm not giving anything away as experts we think well we need to give them facts we need to give them figures we need to do this most people just want that space and i think when you build network that's super important as well which is what you're appeasing to because most people will jump in and help in a flood and do whatever why wouldn't you do this but it's a skill set I love it. It's so true, Sam. I, I love that you, that you mentioned there about the asking of questions. And that's why I think with what you're doing here with Business Habitat, what you're doing with Blueprint, it's so, so important, so critical, so powerful 
that you're doing this and making this impact. I remember the um, uh, 15 odd years ago, I made the biggest mistake, but probably one of the biggest lessons. I had, I, I developed a relationship with a, a printer and with this printer, um, they had a, a reasonably small shop, but he was a super nice guy, just real proactive, bloody good at what he does. And um, I got to really got to, what I thought, I got to know, like, and trust him. Turns out I just got to like him. I didn't really solidify those other two because what happened was I had a, a found another contact who I made that introduction to them and helped them out for no commercial reward whatsoever, but we helped them facilitate a deal where they were printing all the tourist maps, right? And these are the tourist maps that were in service stations, in hotels and in tourist locations and so forth, right? So the, everywhere, all across, the, all across the country, this one particular account. So this guy had won that. It was over $40,000 worth of business per month for him. And uh, that I, th- I thought, wow, I'm so good. He actually sent me a bottle of scotch to say thank you. And then uh, about a year later, I um, drop in to see him and completely, completely different human, completely different human. Uh, he showed me he's got his bed upstairs. He's moved in. Um, he's lost his marriage. He had employed and sacked a bunch of staff. He went into incredible debt for the machinery to cater for that much. And there was some, obviously some uninformed business decisions being made. But what I learned was I never asked him what he wanted. I assumed it was more business. Yeah, so true. God, it's so powerful, isn't it? I mean, it's it's something that we really need to learn. And I think this is the big thing. And, you know, we have a, have a very, um, our leader alignment program does that. It's just like, what do you want? Because I think so much we go what we sh- we think we should want. And that's kind of the biggest key, I think, that leads to fatigue and everything else. Like until I started asking that question and realized that what I wanted was Mm. not going to be given to me where I was. It was nothing to do with the people that were there. It was nothing to do with the business itself. I didn't want that. They were very clear, you know, know, accounting firms in particular, I was in an accounting firm at that stage, but are very clear on what, what, is in there and and the type of environment. And it's not for me to say if that's right or wrong, but I didn't want it until I asked myself. But I'd been brought up to want it. I've been brought up that that's the pinnacle of my career to be on a a partner in a big accounting firm. Um, And I was that. Tick box. Oh, yeah, I was selecting my result from a menu that was given to yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Not, like, not only was there a kitchen, but a series of chefs. There's a farm. There's an agricultural industry that can put anything on the menu. It's like, oh, there's more than just this menu. Yep. What do you really what want? What do you really no, want? No. And, what and, do you really want? <laughs> and the question is, I think, goes back to what the printer guy you're talking about. is probably what he wanted is, I'm just going to guess here, but, it, you know, to, to say that he burned out like that would have been actually just having a nice business that, can give him enough time and enough money and enough control to go and do stuff. And then we lose that. In, and I definitely, you know, learned this in the tree business. Like we got quite big and then we realized uh, we didn't really want a big <laughs> contracting business with the state government and everything because it was, you know, my husband certainly didn't want it. It was stressing him out unbelievably. And, you know, we then bought that back and then I went back to what I thought I wanted, which was a professional partnership and all of this sort of stuff and it's interesting but if you really listen to what people want and there's nothing wrong with wanting a massive big business and doing all that sort of stuff and power to all who want it you just got to be clear on what you want you as a person it's so interesting yeah that's right it's a package deal 
package deal? You know, I think too, I think in what you do in building a network, you know, we, we always talk about building a business on your own terms. And I feel that, you know, to get back to the, I would really like to explore what you want out of the Connect Collaborative and how you actually instill that and help people build the network that they want. Yeah, well, we, it's a good question. Um, we, we believe that we can uh, be an example of uh, be an example of the way business can be done. Or, or when I say business, it's whatever the priority of projects that people are applying themselves to. And in, in most cases, it happens to be business or career uh, that they need support and help with and an advantage with, right? Because it, it, it occupies so much of our thought, our time, our energies, our decisions, our choices, um, are just trying to keep a roof over your head and variations of, of degrees of success above that. So it's dominating in our lives. And it's hard enough as it is. And so we believe we can be an example, not, not us as a business, like, uh, well, yes, us as a business, but more importantly, create and hold up high more examples of people who are, who are being this example of actually getting integration in their life of, um, of the career, the business, um, but also keeping priorities. I mean, have, haven't, hasn't the world got a wake-up call about priorities lately? <laughs> right? Yeah, and, they do. And it's, and it's no longer... It's no longer a weird thing to talk about. Like you, you don't, you don't, um, you know, like you, you're not, you're not ostracized for actually talking about mental health or, or work-life integration. Thank God the work-life balance conversation is dying. Oh my um, God, there's no it's such no thing. such thing. I mean, if you achieve balance, it means it's stationary. Like it's no longer moving. It's like and we're one person too. So your work and your life and everything is individually within yourself. So you're always going to bring your work to your life and vice versa. Like it's yeah. just absolutely. So so what what we what we were doing with the Connect Collaborative is that we're starting from a different position. Most of us would agree that your future or continued successes largely depend upon the people of whom you surround yourself with. Right. Yes, for sure. And so, and if that happens to be true, and that faces very little opposition, um, that that line of thought, um, why is it that it takes people a 40, 50 year career to finally end up with half a dozen people at the end they really know, like, and trust? Right. But what if we started looking for them at the beginning? <laughs> what if we started trying to find that relationship at the beginning um, of our of our careers or, or of our journeys, our projects, whatever it is we're trying to do? And so they are out there and you can find them. You just need a different approach on how to find them. We're we're all used to and we're tuned into how to find people who could be good clients or potential clients for us or even, even, you know, referral partners. That's the intention of most networking, like to get to either to catch a fish or to find someone who can feed you a couple of fish type of, you know, that that referral bit. Um, It wouldn't be great. As long as you feed them the That's fish. right. That's right. Everyone's there with a the coming to take attitude, a coming to get attitude, disguised as, no, no, you know, I'm here to help you. I'll help you if you pay me to do this job. I'll help you that way. And so it's a completely different mindset. And so the idea of, you know, you got to start from a different position. And this is our point with the Connect Collaborative. We believe if you were to stop and think about it, the network you actually want is a network that works for you. A network that knows, likes, and trusts you, that finds finds and identifies ideas, opportunities, thoughts, insights, connections that are attributed to what it is you're trying to achieve. And your network's out there, and it identifies a few things each day, each week, right? And your relationships come back to you and say, hey, Sam, I found this. 
this week. I had this relationship, this conversation, this insight. I found this. What, what can what can you do with this? Right? And it's not about a commercial result for them. It may not be even about a commercial result for you, i.e. the printer conversation. It's getting to know, like, and trust you what you're actually trying to achieve and the network because it can do a hell of a lot more than you on your own and it can advocate for you and bring ideas back. That's the network we all want. But our behavior is one that we try to join something or attend something, and then you've got to run around like crazy to try to get something to work from you. And the tragedy is that sometimes that works. And now you're in a world of wash, rinse, and repeat, and welcome to the rest of your life. <laughs> it's like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, just a, it's just a horrible place to be. I mean, things are hard enough as there is, let alone adding that wash, rinse, and repeat process onto your plate as well. It's, it's so interesting because we're also... I mean, that surround yourself, you know, the five people you surround yourself are your biggest influencers. So if you really want to change something, go and find some people that you think is there and, and go over there for a little while and, and see what happens. I actually jumped on a plane to America to surround myself with innovative women because I, I couldn't quite find my right space here and I knew wow. I needed to shake up. Not anyone have to do that, but it's so important. Mm. But over there and, and because of that influence, I've also been exposed to a lot more of this uh, launch marketing and and all of this sort of stuff and traditional networking is exactly the same. It's just that's digitally done, and this is done. So if you go and um, spend a whole lot of time meeting people and everything, and then this is the classic expert problem, and you do, and then you start producing work, and you stop, and you do the work, and then you go back and you don't. But building network this way means it's always working there in the background. And that it's just so much subtler, but it's it's a asset. So it it's like people talk about assets as being your motor vehicle or anything. This is an intangible asset. Yes. Not only to support you in your business growth, but also then to support you in your somewhere soft. I mean, I had to really pull on my network last year. I had I just something really bad happened to me and I, I fell back on it. I didn't realize it was even there, but it was there. And I just went, oh my, for once, once I pulled up my hand and went, please help. And everyone just went, Whoo! and I didn't know it was there. But now I actually understand the intrinsic value of that. And I don't think we do. Whereas the stop, start, stop, start of networking is always a transaction and there's no asset in that. Correct. Correct. And well, you'd probably find this, Sam, when you're talking to um, professional services that often when they've gone out on their own, they, they had it, they were employed, they honed their craft to the point where they go out on their own and start their own firm of some kind. And that first start of the firm, maybe the first three, four, five years, are actually off the relationships that they had invested in for the previous 15, 20 years. And what's happening is that now for the first four years or so of their, of their new um, business, they're eating the fruit of the trees they planted 15, 20 years ago. And they've forgotten about planting the trees. They think going networking is planting a tree. No, that's, that's it's not. The planting of a tree was when you invested, you had shared experiences with these people. You had shared trauma with these people. A relationship is generated to the point where you go, hey, I'm starting. And you spent time with You spent people. time with them. You, you can't microwave that stuff. Yeah. So you've got to be deliberate about planting trees. And I guess that's another way to explain the Connect Collaborative is that we help you plant trees. But what, what gives us that accelerator to it is that there's a community of people who are doing this. And so what happens is, is that the network that you're building, the results of it could be accelerated because the community thinks and acts the same as well-connected. So sometimes for you to add value to contacts, it could be pretty hard. You're just on your own. 
But if we make it a team sport, the community can help everyone. It's a strategy of helping others. And it's actually a really smart strategy because there's a lot more others than there are of you. <laughs> um, so it makes it makes sense to, to, to operate this way. So um, I think, too, another thing that I'm really enjoying about the Connect Collaborative is consistency. I think people really do not understand if you want to build relationships long-term to advocate or do whatever, you have to be catching up with these people on a regular basis. They have trust is built. They were talking about trust last night um, on a call and it's just like they were kind of saying, oh, we need a handbook on it. No, you don't. Trust is built over time getting to know somebody and it's kind of like, you know, when you get an employee and they last about three months and then they kind of start the true colors, doing things yeah, that are against yeah. the value or whatever. It's because people can't hold that over time. So trust, I think, is developed over time. And I've also known any kind of change, any kind of thing you want to build, any tree that you want to build has to be done consistently over time. So if you're doing an hour a week with this group of people that you're talking about, you get to know people. Yes. Um, and you get to know some that you won't continue relationship with and then some that you do because I think too in this quick start, oh, I'm going to send out stuff. If you look at any long-term, even the digital networks that are built, if you look at the success by some of the um, people who are online, um, you know, doing coaching courses or whatever, every single one of them that is doing fabulously well and is well-known around the world, um, you know, you talk, talk about, um, you know, the Brene Browns or anything of the world, mm -hmm. or Tim Ferriss, who's the biggest podcast. His podcast has been going yes. for 15 years. Yeah. He wrote a book and he did this and he did that and he has consistently every day yeah. turned up with emails. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, all of this sort of stuff. Anything, any business, no matter what, any model that you use, any network or funnel that you use is done over long periods that's, of small consistent yeah. is, and that, that should be music to all of our ears it's like you know oh, it's it is isn't that um that it, it's it's an ongoing learning curve for not just us the connect collaborative but the collaborators within the connect collaborative an ongoing learning curve that everybody's kryptonite is consistency I know, and it's so boring and it's so frustrating as the most impatient person in the world <laughs> i am I know that it works and it's it honestly is the most valuable thing that you can mm. do because if you if you can't do something really consistently you probably shouldn't be doing it. That's true. We we've we've got down the process we for a number of reasons we uh, are, are big believers in platforms such as LinkedIn. It's it's got a particular slant about it which makes sense under the intent of building a network. And what used to take us about two hours a day, we've now got down to the point of about 15 minutes a day. Now, that's not because of automation, right? That's because we, we got a very specific framework of we know what works. And we also know that, as with most people, our frustration with platforms such as LinkedIn is that people connect and pitch to you, right, straight away or, or solve your problems. Or they're the latest LinkedIn expert to teach you how to get a million people following and, and, and liking your content. It's like, what do you friggin' do? When is when is the bank ever asked me for how many followers you got and how many people interacted with your article, <laughs> right? That it doesn't matter. It's the relationship with people. And so, you know, we, we've become very attuned with what works on LinkedIn if your goal is to actually develop a relationship. If you want to have 10,000 people follow you and then spam them all and then work out the equation that you'll end up with a thousand bucks worth of sales each month or whatever your number is, fine. The Connect Collaborative is not the space if, if that's your sole intent, right? It's, it's that if the 
human centricity in relationships and we recognize you know if covid 3.0 comes along you've got to adapt you've got to change you've got to um what's that world's most overused word at the moment pivot <laughs> right and, and but your network comes with you your point before right but if you built a network around your thing so you can market you can market for it if you built your network around your business card only because you can make budget as an example well congratulations change is coming and you're going to get left behind you need a network that knows likes and trusts you it's built around you not the business card not the industry not the sector you'll end up with that gig network you spoke about earlier yeah and and that's such a, an interesting thing because covid 3.3 or 3. Whatever will come, maybe not COVID itself, but something like the only thing we know is going to happen is significant change. This is not the first time we've been through this. There's been massive disruption before. You've been nine eleven. You know, um, not so much over here, but the the global financial crisis. You know, there's been so many elements in even in our lifetime that haven't been massive diseases, but massive weather events, the fires here, that was a massive disruption for a whole, whole, whole lot of people and businesses. It doesn't matter where the disruption comes from, whether it's global or community-based, disruption and, and change comes every freaking day. And we all drive cars, so you know, that's the most dangerous thing to do. So um, we can do that. So it's so important. And I think if you take one thing away from this podcast, everybody, is it's this is that if you can develop a network that's based on trust, because the other thing is it's actually a joy to hang out with these people. That's so true. Our businesses and build networks that we really love to hang out with. And then you will hang out with them every week. Yes. It's it's, even if it's fun, if it's fun, you'll do it. It comes back to the consistency message, right? If, um, I like eating chocolate. I do it. Nobody has to remind me like, to, to go, you know, and, and if it's fun, it, it really helps. It really helps to do it. And that, that's why we focus so hard. Uh, and this is that, that proactive piece, that consistency piece is about building the cause, not chasing the consequences. Oh, I like that. Building like, the cause, yeah. not facing the consequences. Yeah. Okay. Build, build the cause. One of the collaborators mentioned that. And one of them, Vincent Adrade, is one of the most... I love I love what he shares and what he says because it's he, he gets he gets communication what happens between the sentences it's 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 magic but he shared that one day and I've been using it ever since it's a build the cause don't chase the consequence so the consequence everyone wants that referral wants that um, wants that insight wants that customer wants that relationship wants to be supported wants to have someone to lean on wants to be you know everyone wants that. But you haven't done like what you shared before. You've invested time building the cause. So when you had to lean on the network, it was there for you. You earned that right. Build the cause deliberately rather than over the span of decades of careers. Let's build it deliberately, um, build the cause, and then the consequences will be natural consequences. And that's so counterintuitive, isn't it, to our hours for dollar. I want to put an hour in now to get the dollar back, which is all experts' mindsets. In fact, it's beyond that too. You yeah. know, I struggle with that too because I know, you know, in this business particularly, we are building a cause. We want people to have a line, you know, we want leaders to really know themselves and, you know, really lead forward, build habitats of their own making and own choice. And that's a cause, but it's also a hard cause because um, it's not what is happening normally when you build things or particularly, you know, in my background. So then not to go and chase the consequences of how do, you know, you pay bills or whatever. This is the problem when you're building businesses. It's a problem when you're building network. It's a problem when you're doing everything. It's a problem when you're trying to even 
lose weight. It's the cause is health, but you're always chasing that. Oh, well, the consequence, I want to really go after this for one or two kilos. And what you might do is unhealthy. So it's kind of that thumb. It's up. It's something to really carry forward. And as a human, it's really hard to build the cause because it's a long-term thing as opposed to the consequent, which is an immediate, oh my goodness, thank God I did that right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and uh, it's the tragedy of the co- chasing the consequences every now and then it works. It does. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, then, and then, you, then you go, well, that worked. Let me do it again because we're all human. We go, that works. That, that's familiar now. Um, and now hamster wheel, that's wash, rinse and repeat. Welcome yeah. to the rest and of your life. Um, <laughs> I certainly always equate that to, you know, any kind of business. But we, we all do it. We get to the end of the year and go, oh, my God, that's exhausting. But what do I actually achieve? I'm still sitting in the same position. Yeah, yeah, spot on, spot on. Very good. Well, this has been um, fantastic and, and, frankly, we could probably do seven or eight episodes, but we'll um, leave it off on here. So I just wanted if you could just give us one or two or three tips on either building businesses or network for our viewers right now. Yeah, yeah, good, good question. I would suggest the first one would be know what you're looking for, so the type, the result you want from the network. Right? The result is what we talked spoke about earlier, and it comes back down to people. So, the, knowing that the types of people that you're looking for, and I would suggest they would be found these these right type of people, if I can use that word, uh, right sort of people would be those that are proactive, collaborative, and team oriented. Right? There's a people centricity about them. And you, you could do a little bit of a brain dump on those and, and sort of what words fit in around those. And and you're looking for people who would be found guilty of being of having those qualities. The the industry doesn't matter, right? It can it can add to your strategy if they happen to be closer to your sector, closer to what your goal is. If if, if you're if you're trying to raise funds to run around the country for for, for cancer, um, you know, you, you can find people of whom are close to that story and can help. But at the end of the day, it's about finding those people with those qualities of being team-oriented, proactive, and collaborative uh, because they are the ones who will um, advocate, who will open doors, who will go out of the way to find someone to make a connection, to edify you and bring bring that opportunity, that contact, that conversation uh, to you. So for, look for that quality first would definitely be, be my first tip. I think you um, should look for that quality in anybody. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, really yeah. think about it. Yeah. Your staff or your clients or anybody is actually part of your network long term. Yes. And, and you can choose who's in it, right? Yeah. And that, that's the point. You can, you're can you in control of who you surround yourself with. Let's get deliberate about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, even when I, I mean, I think that's the, the one of the greatest tips you can get people is just ask those questions on everybody that you put in your network because everybody in your whether it be your team, your clients, um, your suppliers, or your um, collaborative network are part of your team. And, you know, when I was talking about my network, two of those people I really fall back on were my ex-employees. So it's like, um, you know, one from reasonably recently and one from way back way, way back when. Yeah, wow. It's just like who can help here or maybe they could. Like it was just... Mm. Yeah. Um, it's it was mind blowing actually. It's a bit, um, yeah. So ask those questions for everybody that you put around you. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, you can get good at it too. You can get good at it without it feeling like an interrogation, uh, for sure. Fantastic. Well, where can where can everyone find you? Um, 
It's yeah, it's a good question. So we've uh, website connectcollaborative.net and you can learn more about us. Um, we're big believers in that. What's going to develop the community are the existing collaborators. It's people who, uh, we, we don't have a marketing campaign. It would be very easy for us to go out and promote that website, promote the success stories and et cetera. And there's so many of them and produce some content around that. And we'll end up with thousands and thousands of members. The problem is with that model is that it's, there's no humans involved. It's people with a membership relationship with some entity. Uh, there's no human connection. There's no ecosystem there. So we're very big on, on empowering people to build, build a network, right? To actually be able to have the skill set and take action, take personal responsibility for surrounding ourselves with the right people. And then we unify and accumulate that effort through connecting and collaborating, right? So you can go to the website and you can do that way, but you know what I'd recommend, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, Sam, I reckon one of the best ways um, is to connect with you. Your audience knows you. If they don't, they should be reaching out, getting to know you. I know you're on LinkedIn. Make a connection, develop a genuine relationship. And I think if people want to um, uh, find their way into the Connect Collaborative because it sounds good, that's great, but even better, is a relationship with someone like yourself, Sam. So I would recommend they reach out to someone like yourself and you can discern along with them about if accelerating those results, that ability to build a network and cross-pollinate with others, if that's an intrinsic part of what they're trying to achieve, together with you, you can determine being part of the community that Connect Collaborative is a good fit or not. So I recommend they come to you. Fantastic. Best call to action ever. Thank you. <laughs> but it, it's very true. It's very true. Mm. Well, anyhow, Matt, thank you so much. I always enjoy our conversations. And everybody, be brave and continue the conversation. Thank you. Thanks, Sam. Thank you so much for your time today. We work super hard on bridging the gap between our expertise and our CEO skills to create more money and time in your everyday to create change. If this sounds like something that you would like to have a further conversation with, jump on blueprinthq.com.au and book a free consultation so we can continue the conversation. As always, be brave.